Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 483, recorded live on Sunday, October 23rd, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who was watching some football yesterday, Dave Play. Hello. The man who was also watching some football, but in person, Andy Lowe. Hi. I, I, watching football is, is kind of a little bit of a stretch from what I was doing yesterday. Okay. I wasn't actually watching any football. Uh, Yesterday I went to the farmer's market and then I went and took a uh, Laura's sister to Epic and walked around Epic for two and a half hours. Ah. And then we went out to lunch, then we came back, and then we went out to dinner. And throughout that whole time, I did not watch any football, but I did have Eastern's Twitter feed up. I see. So that's how I knew what was going on. Gotcha. Okay. I watched football scores. Football scores. Gotcha. Yeah. I watched the scores. I did not watch the football game. How was the game, Mandy? Oh, it was quite enjoyable. Eastern actually led for a little bit. So like for two minutes, something like that. Yeah. One drive. Hey, we were leading at the time. So and if it wasn't for the picks, <laughs> basically the quote, not the pick six, but the pick turnaround score a touchdown. Um, it might have been closer. <laughs> it was it was the tale of two halves is what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with was, the first half being Eastern kind of pulling ahead and the second yes. half getting their asses beat along those lines. Yes. OK, so, just just checking. It's really well, surprising that I can actually go. Uh, Good for Western, though. Mm-hmm. It's it's really weird. Let me tell you this. It's really weird to go to the Yahoo NCAA football page yeah. and then just be able to scroll down and see what the score is. Because, like, they usually put it three or four pages back. Well, you'd have to go and, you know, instead of top 25, it had to go down and select the Mid-American and then scroll down. But since Western is top 25, it defaults to that. Oh, I see. Oh, sweet. Speaking of Yahoo Sports, evidently Michigan did the 10-man, what Michigan has referred to as the train formation, what everyone else is starting to call the centipede formation. (laughs) It's where they, they line up in a straight line, like going back from the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's the purpose of that? To confuse the fuck out of the other team. <laughs> I mean, can you, because they can't line up, right? It's it's everyone on the Michigan's team getting set and ready to go. And the other team has to guess where everyone's going to be. Because the Michigan team will then, as soon as they call it, break out of that formation into an actual formation. And you don't have time to adjust. Mm, could, that could be, <laughs> yeah, that could be confusing. Right. Like, have you actually seen it yet? Yeah. It's confusing. Wow, oh, Jim Harbaugh is being an ass, though. <laughs> okay. Picked a punt with a 34 nothing lead in the fourth quarter. Oh. I mean, geez, I guess getting ready for Michigan State. <laughs> oh, my God, Ohio lost. You didn't see that? Nope. I told you I wasn't watching football yesterday, Andy. Yeah, no, they, they uh, were trying to do a super long field goal to go up by, <clears throat> I think, was it 20, was what, 17, 21 or something like that. They tried to kick a field goal and they blocked it. And so uh, Penn State then picked it up and ran it back for a touchdown. Ow. So it was 24, whatever. Ow. Oh, that sucks for the Buckeyes. Yep. Wait, that means Michigan's going to be ranked number two. Yep. Oh, my God. Alabama, please lose to someone. Please lose to someone. Please lose to someone. Well, according to the ESPN Football Power Index, Alabama 8-0 is projected to have a win-loss record of 12.1 to 0.7. Yeah. It's a 41% chance they're going to win out the rest of the games. Yeah. They're a very good team. 
They're a very, very, very good team. All right. So done with sports. Yeah. Western Michigan is a 60% chance to win out the rest of their. Good for them. Yeah. Granted, their remaining strength of schedule is pretty low. Yeah, 107th, just putting them down on the list a little bit. Yeah, just just a bit. Yeah, just a, just a little bit. So yeah, so that was football. We got the club seats again. Cool. One of the perks from work. So. Being part of the radio team. Yes. Be like, hey guys, I want to go see this game. Also, one of the things that my boss like makes sure that anytime Eastern is playing Western at Western, my name is penciled. Already on the yep. list. Aw, um, that's really nice. They're nice seats, too, because it's got like a little indoor area. So if it was too cold, you could always just go back inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a buffet going for the first half. See, there were some potato salads, mac and cheese, egg rolls, meatballs, regular booze? salad. Did they have booze? No, they do not. They do not sell booze at the uh, at the at West Coast. At the college stadium. Yeah. yeah. But there was yeah, a- that's, that's true at most colleges, just yes. not this one. Yeah. Um, there was a cooler. Wisconsin is like, yes, booze. <laughs> well, Wisconsin. That's uh, all I got to say is, well, Wisconsin. Right, right. Kind I mean, of the point. I mean, you guys honestly have a beer cheese soup. Hey, it's a really good soup. <laughs> I, I'm not doubting it. I'm just saying that it does exist. Yeah, you can get it at Grizzly Peak in Ann Arbor. The cheddar and ale soup. Oh. Beer cheese soups are really tasty. I'll take your word for that. You should try one. Don't take my word for it. You should try one. Yes, and then have the beer upset my stomach? Uh, it's, I mean, most of the beer is kind of cooked out. That's, yeah, no. They're for flavor, not like, it's not like they pour a bottle of, of beer into the cup. I'm I'm still okay. All right, all right, fine. I see how it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, oh, cool. I, we, we Glad had. Glad you enjoyed your, your game. Yeah, no, it was a good time. I also got to do some woodworking this weekend. Wait. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm building a small shelf. Building. Not assembling. Building. Okay, describe this small shelf, because for me, a small shelf would be a 2x4 and some, not a 2x4, like a, probably a 1x6 one by, one by or 8 and a yeah, pair of angle brackets. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so our washer and dryer are both front-loading. Okay. And there's nothing on top of them. And so we, we often use that space because it's in the mudroom for just, like, random shit that we need to put down. Yes, understandable. That was the same way with my uh, parents. Place. So we're trying to clean that up a little bit. And so we got a shelving unit to put between them, but now we want to put something on top of them. And so Laura wanted a flat plane with splash guards on three of the sides. And so I'm building, I, I went and got some MDF plywood, the like eight by six, eight feet by six feet of mm-hmm. of this pressed fiber board. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had them cut it into a couple pieces, and I have two 36-inch wide, 27-inch deep base plates, uh, which I will then also attach with a hinge so that it can fold up. And then I've got some, uh, basically, other pieces that are going to go on the side. Hmm. And so I'm relearning how to do things like screw wood together. Please tell me you're drilling pilot holes. Not just pilot hole, but I'm drilling the two-size pilot hole. Oh, the sunk pilot hole. Yep. Yep. So that it actually pulls the boards together. Yep. And wood glue. This thing is not coming apart. <laughs> oh, wow. You're screwing and gluing? Yep. It is not coming apart. Screwing, gluing, sanding, painting, assembling. Okay. You are legitimately doing woodworking. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I've got a we've got a bench here that's by our, our, our side door, which is our main entry exit because it's close to the garage. 
Um, and it's a nice bench. It's got, you know, a little rack underneath for shoes. But we have a lot of, you know, like flip-flops and that sort of thing. There's stuff that we just throw on to, you know, go out, check the mail. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's too short for those. Mm. So uh, I bought a um, table leg. I'm going to cut up into pieces. I'm going to have to get the, the dowels and the leg stuff to screw it together. I have all the parts. I just haven't actually gotten around to doing it. I need to do that. Yes. Um, today, though, is going to be leaf cleanup. Yay, adult. Yay, leaves. Yay, giant oak tree in your backyard. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I think I'm I'm at that so I have a I don't have the same same level of tree as you have in your backyard. No. But no. I have a fairly sizable ash tree in my front yard. And ash leaves are big. They are big and they are round. And so like it, I I spent uh Monday evening this week, I mowed some of the lawn and then I raked and it was okay, like it was mostly clean. And then Tuesday, when I got home, it was covered in leaves again. It looked like I hadn't done anything. And so it, it has pushed me to the point of where I'm considering getting a leaf blower. Yeah, we are uh, we are looking at that as well. Because, like, blower. this just sucks. I'm so tired of going out and, and raking and doing more raking and doing more raking. Let me look at the <clears> map. Yeah, because the, the port, our city does leaf collection, and I do believe our first day is Wednesday morning. Leaf pickup, there we go. Yep, Wednesday. So I'm going to spend probably the rest of today raking and maybe going out to Home Depot and buying a leaf blower and then just blowing everything into the curb. Yep. Because damn leaves, damn. They suck. They suck. Oh my God, it's such a pain in the ass. Well, what I would love to do at some point is set up some, um, set up a composting thing at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, and so once I do that, I could just, you know, I think my dad's got this thing that is basically a hopper with a weed whacker thing inside. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, it'd be great if I could just take all those leaves, just (laughs) drop it in the, in the, basically the shredder and then have like a a bin or something underneath to catch it all and then just throw it all into the compost bin. But that is not this year. No. Because we do, we don't have any of that yet. Yep. So yeah, leaves. Leaves suck a lot. <laughs> they do very, very much. Mm-hmm. So you know, also sucks. What else also sucks, Andy? A straw? You, no, it's not true. When, when you can't use the internet. Oh, or, oh you mean like when the entire internet goes down? Well, the entire internet did not go down. That was that. I okay. So I was out on when a remote. The core DNS, one of the core DNS providers goes down. Yes. Is that a better explanation of yeah, it? Yeah, no, which I kind I of can't. felt like the entire internet went down. Yeah, it did. That was, oof. Uh, this was Friday, right? Mm-hmm. So you know what's really funny? I what? took Friday off work <laughs> and slept in because I took Friday off work. Like, I slept in a lot. And by the time I woke up, everything was fixed. Well, I was actually out on remote uh, because Friday was the last day of one of our uh, guys. So I was just hanging out with him all morning, and then I had to drive up to Lansing because they're doing a clear out of all the equipment, and the last thing I want them to do is, you know, accidentally throw out uh, something, something that's needed. Mm-hmm. So I made sure to go up there and kind of supervise, and I now have, you know, the entire back part of my Ford Explorer is filled with old printers and computers and monitors. Um, so yeah, no, I didn't notice anything was going on either because I was, I was literally just hanging out at a coffee shop all morning and then I drove for an hour and a half and then I was moving old, old equipment around so people kept on messing me going like is there a problem with the internet and I'm like I don't know why would there be yeah it's just like um there's a problem with the website you should probably email the guys and let them know <laughs> 
no, no, website's fine. Oh, well, okay. Well, plus, what do you want for me? It wasn't slow for me because I had set up on my laptop to use Google's DNS. Ah. So I didn't notice that there was any problem because <laughs> Google had already, you know, had everything cached. And so I didn't really, you know, need to use it. So one of the, uh, the main DNS providers, and if you, if you know, if you don't know about the internet, when you type in a web address, a URL, a website name, uh, the computer has no idea what that actually points to. When you type in rapodcast.net, your machine has no clue which computer in the entire world of the internet is rapodcast.net. So it reaches out to other computers and says, hey, where is this? The computers that it eventually asks are called the DNS, the domain name service. And those computers go come back and say, oh, that's this computer. It has this address. And then your computer's like, awesome. And then it can connect. It finishes reaching out to that computer. Someone attacked not a website, but the actual computers that tell computers where other computers are. They attacked the DNS. It's basically like everybody has to look up in one phone book what somebody's phone number is, and they attacked the phone book. They started just tearing pages out of the phone book. Nobody can use this phone book. We don't care. So everybody everybody was a little lost, unless you knew the actual IP addresses, which is, I do have to say, so last Wednesday, I did my speech for the Torch Club. Yeah, and I actually speech? Yeah, I spent five minutes, I spent, well, uh... When the IT person decides to try and play a video in PowerPoint, and that video in PowerPoint decides to crash his whole computer enough to get a blue screen, then you got problems. I'm sitting there going, like, the IT guy just had his computer crash during the middle of a presentation. (laughs) Not only that, this was the video that I was using as the basis, as basically, like, the the thesis of the rest of my speech. It's like, okay, we're going to watch this video, and then I'm going to break this video down for the rest of my speech. And so I went to go play the video. It didn't work. And I'm like, well, we're not going to try that again. Let's just skip past it and talk about, oh, you know, first thing I did in the video that nobody saw was this. Second thing I did in the video that nobody saw was this. So, but I did talk about, you know, how uh, this example, I was going to Amazon. I was talking about how, you know, we as humans speak in like letters and words and computers still talk up in ones and zeros. And so the DNS is the way to communicate between the two of them. Yeah. So I, I found it hilarious that like two days before I spent this whole, you know, five minutes going over how DNS works. And then it turns around and there's a massive news article all about, you know, a, DS, a DNS attack. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> Why couldn't this happen on Monday? Then I could have just literally taken my speech and gone, all right, let me talk about what happened two days ago. What just happened? Yep. Yeah. But yeah, so... Dine, or is it, is it Diane or Din? D-Y-N-D-N-S. Dine, Dine okay. Dynamic. Oh, so it's part of Dine. It's short for Dynamic. All right, so got it. Yeah. Um, they went down and they went up and there was about three waves of attacks that went out. First, it was just the East Coast and then it kind of went a little bit worldwide. And the third one only lasted, I think, for an hour because they were kind of expecting it. Mm-hmm. But the surprising fact is that, and I'm surprised I did not see this headline somewhere, of your webcam took down the internet. I was expecting that headline somewhere, but I didn't see it. Well, was it was it really the Internet of Things? Yes. Like, how did they do that? Um, well, there was recently a um, this what was it called? M- Mirai. Yeah, Mirai. Um, Mirai is basically a brute force hack- hacker tool for the Internet of Things. Mm. So it can try like telnets and SSH and all that other fun stuff to try and get in. Yeah. Basically <clears throat> attack the Internet of Things. 
And this then, is, by the way, why, like, I don't have a doorbell that has a video on it. Because no. those are not secure. We, we don't even have a doorbell. What? Yeah, no, we didn't, we didn't realize that, but we do not have a doorbell on our front door. Huh. Yeah, well, the, first, the first time different. somebody said my, my, somebody said that, it's like, there's no doorbell here. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? So I go outside, and I'm standing and staring at my front door going, <laughs> ah, there's no doorbell. No doorbell. Huh. Yep, but there was, also, a, there was actually a thing recently about, like, home insurances would lower your rate if you have a, uh, if you install one of these things, and it's a, a doorbell with a camera yeah. that you can access over the internet, except they are horribly, horribly unsecure on the internet. Which is the case because this tool, um, uh, let's see, a, a previous attack using this Internet of Things botnet had 145,000 devices on it, including security cameras, DVRs, all around the world. Do we know how many were involved in this attack? Uh, it's still, they're still trying to figure it out. Okay, but a lot. Yes, they, they do say that some of the, the, because when somebody goes after the DNS, like, so you go after the backbone of the Internet, there's a lot of people willing to help to figure out what happened. The FBI, the NSA. There's lots of, you know, s- cybersecurity firms that are like, we care, okay, we'll, we'll help you take a look at all this data. Yeah. So they were saying that, you know, th- some of it was this Internet of Things botnet, but they're not sure if it was all of it or, you know, if there was other stuff going on as well. The second attack was actually kind of more surprising because it was a worldwide attack and it was lo- focused on your nearest DNS server. So it was like somebody somebody did their homework on this one before they actually went after it. Mm-hmm. So is this being declared a terror attack? Is this? Well, they, they don't know who's really behind it right now. So whoever it um, is, probably in deep shit. Yes. Just putting that out there. Yep. So yeah, no, your, your internet of things toaster, your internet of things DVR is now being used to take down the internet. I feel like this, this, this require, you know what this needs is remember the, the massive recall of hoverboards Yeah. where it's like these hoverboards are, you know, are exploding and catching fire fire and everything. So, you know, the the U.S. government, I I don't think they're going to go and recall all like webcams and house cameras, security cameras, lights, thermostats. Well, no, no, not anymore. Like what's out there is out there and we can't really do anything about it. But I'm saying going forward. If we could do something like that, if it's, you know, a massive security hole is found in, hey, like leapfrog devices. Yep. What do you mean we got hacked? Oh, oops. The problem is, the problem with that is if the, let's say they don't even do a recall. Let's say they just uh, put in a mechanism to patch them. Then there is a mechanism to patch them. Yes. Which if that mechanism gets corrupted, you're kind of fucked. Any way you can get in is a way for bad guys to get in as well. Right. So it's, it's. So I'm sure there is a security solution. I actually can't come up with one right now. No, but there is, we can, we, can we both agree though, there, there is a problem oh, and yeah. a solution needs to be found. Yes. But that's assuming a solution exists. Yeah. The uh, Internet of Things isn't the only thing that, that had a slight hiccup on Friday. Oh. This is actually not posted as a topic, so let me post it as a topic. In Moscow, around the Kremlin, GPS was going a little crazy. Huh. And to make it worse, it wasn't just GPS. It was GPS and GLONASS. Really? The Russian GPS? The Russian GPS and the American GPS were both having issues. People noticed, uh, Uber drivers and Pokemon Go players noticed a lot that, like, the GPS wasn't working around the Kremlin. And it was both GPS and GLONASS were, were having issues. Hmm. So no resolution for that one has been found yet either. 
but for it to be localized like that kind of implies it was something on the ground. Yeah, no, if it's, yeah. Like a, you know, GPS disruptor. Mm-hmm. Which is not hard to do. It's like... <laughs> It's a radio signal. It's a radio signal. Any radio signal can yeah. be copied and then basically overwhelmed by a stronger signal. It's it's not hard to do, but, you know, it's also not hard to track down. Yep. If another signal is being broadcast from the ground, it's pretty easy to locate. Yep. Yep. So but that was a thing that happened this week. Huh. I added the topic. I see it. There we go. Okay. okay. Um, Other news from this week? Other news from this? Um, I don't think anything happened this week, Andy. <laughs> Well, nothing, nothing at all. Do, do, do you want to do, do you want me to tell you the update for the FCC incentive auction? Oh, my God. Sure. Well, we're already done with stage two. Whoa, that was fast. Yes, literally one round of forward bidding. So this is the wireless carriers bidding on the spectrum lasted one yeah. round. OK, it ended with a twenty one point five billion dollar bid, which was, you know, half of the well, less than half of the fifty six point five billion the broadcasters were asking for. So, yeah, people were like, wait, three, yeah, it, it lasted it lasted one bidding cycle and that's it. And they're like, yep, FCC called it after one. And so it's going to go right back to the broadcasters. And now instead of 90 megahertz, it's going to be 80 megahertz, supposedly. If they follow their plan. Yep. And we're doing it again. All over. Yeah. So nobody's allowed to talk like who's actually in the process. Nobody's allowed to talk about what's going on. So people are speculating that Comcast um, was realizing that, you know, they could probably drive the price lower than the, you know, 56 billion that the TV companies wanted just by just stepping out this round because mm. uh, the number of bids for the national markets dropped from 10 to nine. So somebody just stepped away from the table who, you know, had enough money to bid nationally hmm. on the spectrum. And mostly people are thinking Comcast was, you know, just took a step back and said, nope. And so we'll wait that, for the next round. Yeah. So it took 53 rounds of bidding for the broadcasters to come up with their price and one round for the wireless carriers to say no. And so now we go back, start again. Yep. God damn it. Yep. So now people are thinking there's going to be at least four rounds now of the uh, the bidding process. So we're looking probably mid-2017 before we actually can figure out what the hell happened. But in other FCC news, um, T-Mobile got fined. They got fined $48 million. The reasoning is they had uh, not adequately disclosed the broadband speed and data restriction in its unlimited data plan. Hmm. <laughs> Which, just to put in perspective, they fined AT&T basically the same thing in June 2015, and they fined AT&T $100 million. So that kind of just puts a slight perspective on things. So they're fining T-Mobile half? Yes. I mean, T-Mobile is a much smaller company. Mm-hmm. So at least they're they're taking that into consideration for the fines, right? Yes. It wasn't just an arbitrary, I guess, 48 million this time. Well, the settlement is actually broken down. Um, 7.5 million in actual fines back to the FCC, 35 million dollars in consumer benefits, which is discounts and additional data to T-Mobile unlimited data subscribers, which I am not one of because you I don't, don't have the unlimited. No. I have up to two gigabytes of unlimited data, which is not technically ah. the unlimited plan. Wait, two gigabytes of unlimited data is not unlimited. Well, it's it's up to two gigabytes. Well, it's 
it's very confusing. It's unlimited data, but I only get two gigabytes at LTE speeds. After that, it's slowed down. Ah, okay. Like that's not unlimited data. Yeah, <laughs> that that is limited to two gigabytes. Like that's very clear. It's in the title, but it's somewhat limited because they still they'll throttle you after that. So it's not the true unlimited plan, which right. I guess in this case was not actually truly unlimited. Um, they just said it was. Yeah. So without the last, actually making it so. The last $5 million is actually a payment for equipment to go to schools to quote-unquote bridge the network, or sorry, bridge the homework gap. Aww. So T-Mobile will uh, provide $5 million, which will provide free devices such as tablets and other sorts of T-Mobile things to eligible public schools that students may take home and use for schoolwork. They will also provide mobile broadband to the devices at a reduced cost to the schools and at no cost to the students or their families. T-Mobile is expected to start the program in October 2017 and enroll 5,000 students per quarter over four years, totaling up to 80,000 students. Good for them. So Good for them. That's very nice. Yeah, it looks like the FCC, because that was part of the Comcast Comcast NBC deal was Comcast had to do something similar to this. And I'm like, oh, well, that's a neat, I think. Comcast is, you know, still doing that now to this day. So I feel like this could be a, you know, a a fine. But T-Mobile's like, well, hey, this is good PR for us. All right. Yeah, no kidding. Like, why not keep doing it? Besides, you know, the loss of revenue. But in all honesty, how much revenue is lost? Because these are not people who would be buying tablets otherwise. No. And as we know, there's... Once the infrastructure is in place, you're not really losing that much money expanding the number of people on the infrastructure. Unless you start losing quality on the infrastructure, in which case people might leave and go to a different one, and then you've actually lost money. Yes, but trying to reach the saturation point on T-Mobile is sometimes pretty hard to do because there's not a lot of T-Mobile subscribers. Ooh, ow. Yeah. Harsh, Andy, harsh. So, speaking of T-Mobile and AT&T then, and sizes... How about this AT&T bid for Time Warner? Oh. So Comcast couldn't do it. Nope. But now AT&T would like to? AT&T has put in a bid to buy Time Warner for $86 billion. How much was Comcast offering? You're probably ahead of me on looking that one up. Um, Attempted purchase of... Con- oh, wow, there's a Wikipedia article for it. <laughs> <laughs> the attempted purchase of Time Warner Cable by Comcast. Uh, uh, forty-five Charter, billion. Yeah, so Charter offered thirty-seven billion. Comcast offered forty-five billion, and now AT and T is offering eighty-six billion. Mm-hmm. Almost twice as much as Comcast. Let me also say that I found that number before Dave. You did, and I did I actually start after him. I was reading, and I was so taken aback that there was a, a Wikipedia, a Wikipedia article. article. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's a lot of money. Yep. How is this place making? Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Like, that is a disgusting amount of money. Mm -hmm. Now, we have to remind people this Time Warner and Time Warner Cable are two separate entities. So, so AT and T. This is Time Warner, not Time Warner Cable. Yes. So they're not Whereas trying to. Comcast exp- was trying to do Time Warner Cable. Uh, yes. Okay. So AT- Time Warner is is the TV. Yes, they are the production people. Okay. So they're like the WB, um, Time Magazine, if that's still around. And it sort of is. Yeah. These are also the people that, you know, bought AOL back in those days for, what, $128 billion and sold it that for... That was so funny. <laughs> 
So, oh my God. Yeah, AT&T wants the content. So, you know, whoever, what are the companies under Time Warner? Probably the WB. Well, yeah. TBS, Viacom, AOL, I think. Uh, Time Warner, Warner Books, Warner Music, HBO, Turner Broadcasting. Oh, God, not just HBO, like all HBOs. Yeah, so HBO, TBS, CNN, uh, Cartoon Network, all of Warner Brothers, including DC Comics, Warner Brothers Picture Group, Warner Brothers Television Group, um, Hulu, Warner owns 10% of Hulu. Dang, this is a very long list of assets owned by... Time, Time Warner. Warner. Yep. The CW, Castle Rock Entertainment. They also own 48% of the Pittsburgh Pirates. They own William Street Entertainment. So, like, all of Adult Swim. So, yeah, it looks like AT&T is trying to save people from cutting the cord by <laughs> buying the things people are watching by cutting the cord. So, they want... The content? Do they want the rights to the content? They they, I mean, they want so they they want the content the same way that Verizon wants to buy AOL and supposedly Yahoo. It's the same way that you, uh, Comcast wanted to buy Universal. They wanted the content. This this is the same thing as a Comcast Universal merger. It's this. It's just the same thing, just with you know two different players. But what are they going to do with it? Um. Shoot, there was an article, I think, there. I wonder if I can just Google ATT Time Warner Why. See if that works. CNN Money, Why AT&T Wants Time Warner. Okay. Wired also has another article. Careful, because CNN is owned by Time Warner. <laughs> You're right. You are correct, sir. And, of course, CNN has an autoplaying video. Of course they do. Other companies will have to negotiate with AT&T to gain long-term licenses for channels like TNN and the Cartoon Network, the same way they negotiate with Time Warner now. Time Warner is doing it basically for the money, billions of dollars, of course. I think AT&T, oh my god, is this a hit against Comcast? It could be, if, you know... Not only, hey, look at what we're buying, ha ha ha, even though it's a different company, I understand it's a different company, but still like, hey, look at what we're buying, ha ha ha. Oh, by the way, the shows that all of your customers like, we now own. Yeah, no, I, it's like, oh, your companies want, you know, HBO so they can watch Game of Thrones and Westworld, which I still have to watch at some point. I've heard good things. Yeah, I've heard good things, too. Um, Yeah, that's going to be owned by AT&T now. And so, you know, people are cutting the cord and, you know, going with HBO Go instead of, you know, paying Comcast. What? They're going to pay, what, all the AT&T nine bucks a month? HBO Go. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe, yeah. maybe AT&T, I think, is, is trying to uh, save losses and go with the future. Because they, they know that, you know, their mobile networks, which Comcast doesn't have any mobile networks, are going to be the future of people streaming content on the go. That's just where it's going, right? Yep. $85.5 billion. Good Lord. Yep. <sighs> Sorry, I just got a payment receipt in my inbox, and I'm trying to remember what... Wait, oh, it was, the, it was the curling club. Okay, never mind. Okay. Sorry, when you get a single transaction alert for over $100 to your card, you're like, uh, I'm here and Kate's upstairs. Who's using my card? Who's using my card? Oh, wait, I am, because I set up a yeah. subscription Samsung. plan. Uh-oh. Poor Samsung. Speaking of large amounts of money, it's supposed to lose like $2 billion on this Galaxy Note 7 thing. Uh, Note 7s have been banned from all U.S. flights. Yes. Right. If, yes. If they find a Note 7 on you, like they will kick you off the plane. So Samsung is setting up exchange stations in different airports 
uh, for people who somehow have not gotten uh, the message yet. And so they try and get on a plane. They're like, wait, I can't go on with my phone. What do you mean? There will actually be Samsung exchange stations to give them a new phone. <laughs> Last ditch effort. This is not in all airports, but it's in a few airports. Did you read somewhere that analysts have been saying that um, one out of every three people is switching from a Note 7 to an iPhone when this is oh, because of this? Oh, this is a good year for Apple. <laughs> oh, God. I told you, like, this is going to hurt Samsung a lot in the near mm-hmm. future. Some people are saying that Samsung's even going to forego waiting until the uh, Mobile World Conference before announcing the Galaxy Maybe 8. They'll, they'll announce the 8 early? Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to delay. I think they're going early. Dinner. Dinner. Okay. Samsung announces the 8 before the, the MWC IOU dinner. Samsung announces at MWC or after, but the release date is later than it usually is. You owe me dinner. Ooh, that's a, that's a tough speculation because I, I have a feeling they're going to announce it as soon as possible. Well, when was... Okay, so the, the, the Galaxy 7, Galaxy S7 release date... So the S7 release date was March 11th. The S6 release date was April 20th. So I will say the the S8 uh, after the beginning of April. So I'm going to say that they're going to announce it before MWC. Yep. And it's going to be released before April. Right. Yeah, no, no, I'll take that. If they announce it before MWC, but it's for a later date, then neither of us win. Okay, it's a push. If it's at announced that point. at MWC, but it's for a an early date, like February or March, neither of us win. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. All right. It's been a while since we've done one of these. Yes, it's kind of hard. It's exciting. <laughs> it's it's hard to call one of these these bets in because <laughs> dinner. I, I'm gonna call dinner and be like, Andy, I want dinner in Chicago. <laughs> Meet hey, you there tomorrow night. I'll take the South Shore. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So speaking awesome. of speaking of announcements, yeah, do you want to talk about Tesla or do you want to talk about Nintendo? Oh, Nintendo, because it actually, I, this is another one where like I don't think we had a bet on this one, but I feel vindicated and I feel right. Okay, why do you feel right? The PS four point five, also known as the PlayStation Pro, yes, and the new Xbox, whatever they're calling it, are the next generation of consoles. It's just not going to be called the next generation. Remember, I said that the PS four and the Xbox One both came out too early. Yes, that they weren't really the next generation console. Well, we also said that about the Wii U. That the Wii U was like the silly idea, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really a next gen console. Well, guess what? <laughs> All three companies are putting out another console. And so now we get to see Nintendo's next console, which looks like the Wii U, but finished. Yes. No, it does. Right? Like, all three of these are their last gen, but finished. So the Nintendo NX has been revealed. It is not called the NX, because that would be a cool name. And Nintendo somehow has decided, somewhere along the way, that cool names are not for them. So this is now called the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch. Beyond that, uh, not a whole lot has come out. There's the intro video, which, go watch it, because it tells you quite a bit about what the system is like. So let me get this straight. So, when I'm at home, normally... Yeah. The Nintendo Switch is this box that sits next to my TV, and I've got this weird-looking handheld controller. Which looks like the Wii U controller. Yes, minus the screen. Well, 
So there's two versions. There's one that like it could have the screen, or it could look like essentially an Xbox controller. Oh, there's two versions of the controller. All right, I think so. Yeah, because the at the end of the thing with the pro players, they have different controllers than this weird looking thing. So at home, this is what I'm dealing with. Yeah. When I decide to go out, I take apart this weird looking controller into basically two side panels where the buttons and the joysticks are. Joystick. And then you slide those into the main console and pull it out and walk away. Because when I pull it out, I've got a seven inch tablet screen that is now connected to those controllers and right. there's all of my stuff. Console. Yeah. Why are you sounding apprehensive about this? Because this is so weird. Do so I need I, to go look up the episodes where we were discussing the Wii? <laughs> Kate thinks it's weird. I'm vindicated. Okay. Kate is allowed to think it's weird. You're allowed to think it's weird. I think you're both wrong. <laughs> okay. So I've got this tablet and these controllers. And then at some point I can also disconnect these controllers from the tablet screen. And I can set up the tablet screen and use these two controllers independently, one in each hand. Or, yep. So you can use them independently where you're only using one, or you have one in each hand. Well, this is just single or, player. It's one in each you're hand. You're using it right, but you could do it multiplayer. Yes. So I take my right hand, and I give it to somebody else, and then I turn it sideways, and then we got the joystick and the four buttons. Yep. And we could have two people sharing a local multiplayer screen. Right. And then if somebody else, for some godforsaken reason, bought one of these... And brought it over. We could put the two screens next to each other, and we could have four people playing with these weird-looking controllers. Yes. And by weird-looking controllers, they're actually really just shrunken Wiimotes. Yes. This this weird-looking shrunken Wiimote. Huh. And this is all coming out March 2017. Yeah. Just before the uh, Galaxy S8. (laughs) So, the fun fact, it is not backwards compatible with the 3DS or the Wii U. No, absolutely not. And it's, it's a also completely different cartridge. Yes, you said that. You said the magic word, cartridge. It's cartridge based. It's cartridge based. Yeah, Andy. Yeah, I heard that tone, Andy. <laughs> Andy, how much space can you fit on a Blu-ray DVD? Blu-ray DVD is seventy-four gigabytes. Andy, how much space can you fit on a micro SD card? Oh, sorry, Blu-ray is fifty gigabytes. Okay. <laughs> Any micro I SD Blu-ray? <laughs> uh, no, that's just the regular Blu-ray. Uh, triple. There are now quadruple layer discs, so you can get up to 128 gigabytes on a disc now. Okay, so Blu-ray disc, which is, is size is what like four inches across. Yes, a Blu-ray disc can have a maximum of 128 gigabytes on it. And that's going to cost how much for that one disc? Oh, it's something. Well, to produce or to actually buy? Buy. Uh. I don't know, because the games are probably going to cost the same. It's going to be 50 bucks right. or 60 bucks or whatever it is. But yes, you know, the maximum size okay. of a Blu-ray is 128 gigabytes. How much does a 128 gigabyte micro SD card cost? Micro SD card, 128 gigabytes. Hey, look, there's one available on Amazon right now for $42. So what was that about cartridges? Yes, I know you could fit twice the amount of storage onto a cartridge than you could onto a Blu-ray and have it be more Twice? secure. Twice? Andy, they're selling micro SD cards at a terabyte. And this thing isn't going to take micro SD cards. It's going to take bigger than that. So they don't need to compress it down as much so it'll be cheaper. Yes, I know. Flash memory, you can store Cart- a lot. Cartridges are viable again. Don't give me this, oh, it's a cartridge based system. Har, har, har. 
Yes, it's a cartridge-based system. They're going to load faster. Would you rather, when you buy a product, have a CD or a flash drive? Flash drive. So what was that about cartridges? Yes. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) Grumble, grumble, grumble. Speaking of your damn logic. Speaking of CDs, my Civ 6 has not shipped yet. Oh, no. I should probably go and purchase that. Expected ship date is October 24th. Damn you, Amazon. That's tomorrow. Why, why didn't you just buy digital? Because I could get 20% off if I ordered through Amazon with what they had as the uh, Prime version. Oh, are they still offering that? Yeah. But it's only if you... Order the, the actual physical, physical yes. But I don't, I don't have a CD player. <laughs> yeah, I could buy the digital yeah. copy right now and get it instantly for 60 bucks, or I could have ordered the actual you know, box version and get it for 50 bucks. Yeah, usually... I, I missed the email or whatever because, like, Green Man Games usually offers um, for Axis Games at, like, 15 to 20% off for pre-orders. Hmm. And so I, I missed that deal. No, that's the golf marketing group. That's not Green Man Games. GreenManGaming.com. Yes. All right. Um, buy Civ 6, buy a leaf blower. <laughs> buy Civ 6, buy a, a leaf blower. That's a tough question. Yeah. Well, speaking of USB and other sorts of flash connections, uh, supposedly, uh, well, we know Apple is having an event later this month. I think it's on the 27th. Uh, Yes, October 27th. Um, What is speculation is the fact that uh, a Japanese tech site who accurately predicted that they would kill off the headphone jack in the iPhone 7 is now claiming that the newest version of the MacBook is not going to have a USB port or a Meg charger port. What will it have? It will have a USB-C or a Thunderbolt Thunderbolt 3 port. Hmm. I don't have any problems believing that. <laughs> I Yeah, no, I read it. Like, going, I have problems with it, but I don't have problems believing it. It's like, oh no, Apple's getting rid of the Meg, the, their custom, you know, Meg port. Which, no surprise, you know, oh, Apple's going to upgrade their own custom port? Oh, that's no surprise. And then get rid of the USB port to make way for a USB-C? Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised either at that. I'm looking at it going. Yeah, no, that sounds like Apple. Mm -hmm. I I don't agree with the decision, but it sounds like Apple. It's like, yes, you know, headphones and headphone jack big and single use. You're like, USB port, not really that big and definitely not single use. It's, oh, that's, yeah, not, uh, oh, man, not smart. Yeah. I that, uh, Yeah, bad decision, but they'll probably do it. Mm-hmm. And the media will probably report on it as the death of the USB. That'll be true because the media reports on it. Yes. <laughs> um, Tesla had their announcement this week. What did Tesla announce this week? Tesla announced that all new Tesla cars that are being produced from here on out in the future will allow up to level five autonomy. So they will be fully self-driving vehicles leaving the factory or be able to become self-driving vehicles. So they won't be at, I thought it was only level three. Well, they're saying level five. They're going to have, okay. they're going to have the hardware to become level five. But it's it's just the hardware. It's not yes. actually level five. No, they, uh, Elon said it would be some time before Tesla's software would advance to meet the capabilities of the new hardware that's being installed. So um, all, all the new cars are going to have the hardware in them, even if the software isn't activated, but the hardware is going to be there. Okay. Also, the fun fact, um, you, you can 
you know, you can order the option for fully autonomous and pay $3,000 now, or you can wait and then spend um, $4,000 later to get it activated. Wait, say that again. The hardware is going to be there, right? Yeah. But it's not going to be activated unless you pick the option for self-driving. Ah, which but you can you, upgrade. You can upgrade later, and it's going to cost you more if you upgrade later. I see. And Elon Musk is saying that he's going to have this up by the end of next year, where he says a Tesla will be able to take a person from L.A. to New York City without them touching any part of the car. So what am I supposed to do when my car like recommends that I take the ferry and I don't want to take the ferry? <laughs> like, is it going to just drive me onto the ferry? I don't know. That is an excellent question, though. Kate wants to know, could somebody activate the software and then take over your car? Yes. Yes. That Going back to what we talked about at the beginning of the day. <laughs> the, yes, the Internet of Things is not very secure. I hope that Tesla has made some security issues I, with the car. I, I, I think, hope so. What was the, which Bond movie was it with the, the tech con guy who wanted to control the world and start World War III? Because uh, he was screwing with GPS. It was one of the Pierce Brosnan ones. Yeah, it was one of the Pierce. Is that the one where the the guy wanted the media thing with um, Jeffrey Palmer or no? Ah, hold on, let me look up the Bond movies list. I'll be able to tell you once I start looking at the titles. Tomorrow never dies. Is that it? Uh, Live and let no octopusy no golden eye. Okay, that's the first one. That's the space satellite weapon. Tomorrow never dies. The world is not enough. It's one of those two. Tomorrow never dies or the world is not. Uh, yes. Or die another day. Uh, used GPS to push the British ship off course. Yeah, that's tomorrow never dies. Okay. Yeah, it was like the, the James Bond versus Steve Jobs. Yes. God, some of these, some of these movies are just like, really, that was the, that was the plot of the movie? Yeah, and it totally was. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, tomorrow never dies is the one that you were thinking of. Okay. Because that's what it, it had reminded me. Anyway, well, yeah, this was also the the media this, like, mogul. Internet who of things to... and the yeah. media moguls and like this is this episode is really just a summary of the uh, the plot of Tomorrow Never Dies, isn't it? <laughs> GPS going down in Russia and all of the Internet of Things going down and and the internet having issues. I could AT and T trying to buy another company for ninety billion dollars. Media God, that sounds like it's an exaggeration, but it's only around. Oh, World of Warcraft is losing its game director. Oh, this man who has been with the company for well, with with WoW for 12 years. He has been the, the director for this game for 12 years. He brought it from vanilla all the way up to the most recent expansion and is now stepping down. Huh. Well, uh, that should be interesting. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I've heard really good things about Legion, by the way, and I've watched some of the videos of it and like. It makes me cry. Why? Ysera dies. Okay. You know who Ysera is? Nope. Uh, you should. She's in Hearthstone. Oh, is that the one that starts with a T? No. Ysera. Y-S-E-R-A. The green dragon? Nope. All right. God damn it. <laughs> she dies because you kill her. Okay. You have to kill the green dragon. You okay. know the dragon responsible for like life and magic yep. and god yep. damn it. Sure. Never mind. Shut up and go away. Uh, what else is left? <laughs> Um, let's see, uh, somebody has figured out how to turn CO2 into ethanol using, uh, nano, basically nano spikes of, uh, carbon and copper. So this is using 
non-rare materials, um, using it at normal temperature and mixing it with water. Weird. So you can turn carbon dioxide, put it in this catalyst, and get a yield of ethanol at 63%. Nice. So yeah, we're taking carbon dioxide, a waste product of combustion, and we're pushing that combustion reaction backwards with very high selectivity to a useful fuel. Ethanol was a surprise. It's extremely difficult to go straight from carbon dioxide to ethanol with a single catalyst, and somehow we did it. Surprise! We can undo combustion! (laughs) I think Kate's trying to chime in on this. Oh, she wants to know what my username is. She wants to play The Sims instead. Never mind. Okay, totally different. <laughs> totally different. Totally different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so now Tesla also specu- uh, told people now that um, cars with this full self-driving capability, once they are um, activated, uh, they they state in the, the website saying that, please note that also using a self-driving Tesla for car sharing and ride hailing for friends and family is fine. But doing so for revenue purposes will only be permissible on the Tesla network, details of which will be released next year. So Tesla's going to fight Uber? Yep. Tesla's, Tesla's already <laughs> put a shot across the bow against Uber. So like, you know, we, we, we're okay with people doing ride sharing with these since, you know, they're fully autonomous. Mm-hmm. But only for family and friends. If you start making money, then you got to sign up with our network and not, you know, Uber or Lyft. Yeah. I wonder how that would work. Well, good for Tesla. Does does Musk have a, a idea of when Stage Five would be available? He's been saying he wants it to happen by the end of next year. That is aggressive. Mm-hmm. That is really, really aggressive. But cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm all for it. I think we'll find out. That's a little weird. Yeah. So the end of next year. Damn. Good um, luck. Yeah. So that's pretty much all that I got. Unless there's something that you want to cover. No, I think I'm good. Okay. Random review. It's my week. Yeah. So I want to talk about Airbnb, which Airbnb. Yes, it's the way of finding a room somewhere that's not a hotel. Okay. Have you seen the show, by the way, Adam Ruins Everything? No. Okay. So Airbnb. Yes. Why? We'll we'll come back to that other thing. Well, no, we'll come back to it. Airbnb. What's up? Uh, Well, I uh, run the Detroit Marathon every year. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, nice job getting interviewed by the Free Press, by the way. Yes, thank you. That was actually during the race. That <laughs> I, I'm aware because I watched the interview. It's like, so how long do you think you're going to take? How long is this interview going to take? Yeah, at that point, it's just like, you know what? <laughs> we'll just go from there. Um, so, yeah, so I needed to find a place to stay for the train marathon because I have to go in a day early. And every year I'm always scrambling to find a hotel because the hotels are always announced before I realize it. This year they were actually announced on January 1st. Um, so I could not find anything. So I started to going, oh, you know what? There's Airbnb stuff around, which um, so I started messaging people back in like June about trying to get a room in like October. Mm-hmm. And I got turned down repeatedly on it's Airbnb, like, on Airbnb. It's, it, they, everything was wide open on that weekend and everybody was like, nope, nope. 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 And I'm like, I'm staying there for one night. I'm getting in. I'm leaving. That's all I need is a bed and a shower. I don't care about anything else. And everybody kept on turning me down because they were like, oh, we're looking for longer term uh, renters. And I'm like, well, shit. (laughs) So then I spent or I reserved a hotel room at the Detroit Renaissance Center Uh, after taxes and occupants fees and everything. It was like three hundred dollars for the one night. Ouch. Yeah. So I'm like, well, okay, at least I've got a hotel room. I can just go back to this every once in a while. Yep. Um, so somebody, I guess, moved into one of the hotels or one, one of the apartment complexes near the start-finish line. It's like 
it's what a half mile away from the start finish line. Um, and so her thing was available. So I, I put it on there. I sent her a message and I finally got it, you know, set up and organized. And then two weeks before the, uh, the, um, the marathon, she was told before the race, she was told by her landlord that she wasn't allowed to do this. And so she needed to take it down. But she told me, she's like, well, you already paid for the thing. So I'm just going to, you know, not tell people. Yeah. (laughs) So it was one of the things where you had to go in there and say that we were her friends and we were staying with her for the weekend, that sort of stuff, which lying through your teeth. Yep. Yeah. Uh, out the door, I think after taxes and everything was $116 for the room for one night. Not bad. No. So a bit cheaper, a bit yes, cheaper, a bit cheaper. So Airbnb, uh, not my, the best experience on it. No, I mean, you were it, also trying to do it in downtown Detroit. Yes. Which, uh, my dad also, we have cottages up North. My dad tried to do Airbnb a couple of times up there for the cottages up North. Yeah. Um, some of the people who were using Airbnb for vacation rentals were not the best tenants nope. for the rentals. So Airbnb, it's it's nice, but it it your mileage may vary is what I gotta say. Is yes. <laughs> it all depends on, you know, who your hosts are and who your guests are. Yeah. I think it was Cuzza posted on Facebook that he had an Airbnb that canceled him on the last minute and said, but it's still available if you want to pay twice as much. And he's what? like, yeah, no, that was one that got reported to Airbnb about that. I'm not sure what the resolution was, but still, it's like probably nothing. It, that's going to a hotel chain. You're expecting certain levels of, you know, quality of so service. The, the reason I brought up that Adam ruins everything is he did an episode about Airbnb. It was one of the sections on the on his housing market episode. Okay. And it's, I mean, it's actually worse than that. It's not just that when you go to a hotel, there are certain expectations. When you go to a hotel, they are legally obligated to do certain things. Which there is not a case for Airbnb. Right, because it's not a hotel. No, it's... <laughs> so... I go go like the clips are on YouTube. It's actually very, very impressive to watch. But like Airbnb it sucks for both sides. It sucks for the renters and it sucks for the people putting their place up for rent. Um, there is a there's a, a very large case for um, systemic racism in Airbnb. Oh, I don't doubt that. I could because the people just, you know, people were just they left and right. We're just saying right. no to me just because. And I'm like, OK, yep. So it's just like, it's bad all around. Airbnb is just bad all around. As a last minute uh, thing, it's, it it's was a great. Good idea. It's yeah, a good it's, idea. It's a good idea. I, I love the concept of it, but there needs to be some regulation on it. Yes. No, that's definitely, it, yes. It's, it should be treated like a hotel. And cities should work with Airbnb and Airbnb should work with cities. Which they're not because, you know. Because they don't have to. Because yep. they're not a hotel. Yeah, I've started watching Adam Ruins Everything, and it's it's interesting. I don't fully agree with everything he says, but it's interesting. But, you know, like, I do have to say, though, like, I'm searching for a room in Chicago. Yeah. Downtown Chicago, I can get a room uh, tomorrow for, looks like, 65 bucks, 100 bucks, 125 bucks. Trying to go to Chicago tomorrow to get a hotel room at those prices ain't going to happen. Right. So. But at the same time... You have no guarantee that it'll be there. You have no guarantee about the safety or the quality. You have no yep. guarantee about the renter. It's like I said, it's your mileage may vary. It's you don't know what you're going to get. You're rolling the dice. Yeah. So yeah, Airbnb. Who knows? Mine was both positive and negative. You know, I've heard stories both positive and negative. Who knows? But that's that's my review of it. 
Okay. So, random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Yeah. All right, Dave. Would you rather have two of your car tires on a single vehicle slashed today or four of your car tires slashed three years from today? Do I know that it's going to happen three years from today? Or is this just like three years from today? It happens. Like, am I given this precognition? Do I get to decide right now? Like, there's a dude with a knife. Right now. Either I slash your tires now. Yes. Or I come back and slash four in three years. Because if that's the case, I'd say go slash them now. Really? Yeah. Because I'm going to say, if I get told right now, you have, you know, I'm going to slash two of your car tires now or come back three years from today and slash four of your tires. I'd say come back three years from today and slash four of my car tires. Because you would replace your tires with crappy tires? Could be I could replace them there. Three years of mileage on my tires. Let's see. It's about. Oh, but see, that's the thing. Like, I feel like I'm going to have to replace my tires in the next three years anyway. You see, I just replaced my tires. <laughs> so, There's the difference. Yeah. Now, that said, like, if I if I have this precognition, if I know this is going to happen, I can set alarms. In the next three years, if I replace my tires, I might just, like, keep the old ones. And then on October 22nd, next, uh, in, in three years, swap them to be the old tires. Because, okay, so if I get two tires slashed right here and now, I'm sunk. Well, I'd have to load them up into Kate's car, have to take them to someplace, either A, depends on how they slash them. If they slash them in the sidewall, they're a dick. Because <laughs> then that, those can't be replaced. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to be a dick to somebody, slash their tires, but slash it in the sidewall, because that's non-repairable. The sidewall being, like, the side of the tire? Yes. Okay. Where it says, you know, like, Goodyear on the side, or something else like that. Firestone. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, wherever the lettering is on the side, you stab a knife in one of there, and you, you, you jagger it a little bit. They have to replace the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you know, if you stab it where the treads are, um, yeah, that can be repaired. Okay, good to know. Go for the sides. Yes. <laughs> so the other thing that that actually Kate is bringing up, and I agree with it wholeheartedly. I'd actually been thinking about it when we when you first said it is, I know my financial status now. I know that right now I could soak up the cost of two new tires. I don't know what three years is going to be like. I assume I'll be in just as good, if not a better place. For one thing, I'll get to file my taxes jointly. But yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I'd rather pay that now. Which I'm sitting here thinking, like, I just got new tires. You know, I'm going to have to turn around and get two more new tires three years what from now. Your, what happened to your old ones? Uh, well, I had, because I had never actually gotten any new tires for the Explorer, so I still had the same tires from when I bought it. Uh, uh, and they were uh, wearing out unevenly. Okay. Also, but, if, someone's, if someone slices your tires, isn't that an insurance claim? I'm not sure, actually. I'd have to look that one up. Like, I feel like that's why I have car insurance, is for problems with my car. Let's see. Progressive. What's covered by roadside assistance? Full coverage. Um, no, I don't want the roadside assistance. I want tire damage. This progressive covered tire damage. Here we go. Uh, oh, and if it happens on your property, you could also potentially file homeowner's insurance. Also true, yes. Uh, Please note, I am not a lawyer or an insurance agent. I do not know if you actually can or cannot. Because it wouldn't be collision, because your car was not actually in an accident. It would have to be comprehensive coverage. Mm-hmm. So it would depend on if you, it's covered under comprehensive, which I would actually have to look at our insurance quote to find out. Okay. But no, I would, I'm saying, you know, I'm saying, I'm going to say three years from now. All, All right, four. I'm going with right now, just two. All right, one of the few times Dave and I disagree. Yep. Okay, and that, as they say, is a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. 
You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.